Good morning, South Florida. It's your girl, Super Cindy. It is time for Community Matters. Happy Sunday, everybody. I have the most amazing show in store for you this morning. I'd like to introduce my guest. First guest, I have Miss Lashana Stanley. She is the CEO and founder of Ethnicity Models, of Ethnicity Kids and Teens, and Real People Casting. Good morning, Lashana. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> and my other guest, my second guest, I have Miss Rashada Campbell. She is the operations director of Girl Power, one of my favorite girl organizations. You guys have been around for a long time. So I know, Rashada, you have lots to talk about this morning. I sure do. Good morning, <laughs> South Florida. All right. So let's get into um, everything. First, Rashada, what is Girl Power? So Girl Power is a nonprofit organization. We're based in Overtown. Uh, we've been around for the past 18 years now. Um, so we provide different empowerment programs for young girls ages 11 to 17. Um, we have programs like after school, mentoring, girls intervention. We also have a girls' choir. Oh, and how cool. When did you guys have that? I never heard of that part. We started the girls' choir about five years ago now. Oh, and cool. in November, we always have our annual gospel brunch fundraiser. So I hope to see you there. So that was Rashada with Girl Power. Now, Miss Lashana, yes, honey, I have <laughs> known you for a while. And anyone who is in the music industry knows Lashana because you basically are the casting guru in South Florida and even in different cities and countries. I've been seeing you abroad. I see you um, casting for movies, music videos, commercials, everything, Print ads. Right? Print, yeah. everything. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a casting director. I've become an international ca casting director by accident, but I'm having fun doing Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Yeah, I've been thank seeing you, you in Jamaica and all the islands. I'm like, I could be your assistant and hold a bottled water <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's fun. You should come help. I'm always giving opportunities to people in front of and behind the camera. So if you want to learn casting, Cindy, come on. I'll oh, teach you. Um that could be my next step. Who knows? Yeah. And I love the fact that your casting um, company is called Real People. Why did you name it Real People? Real People because the the way the market is turning now, a lot of the directors, especially international directors, they want it to be real and organic. They don't want to get actors and make them appear to be something that we're portraying in the ad mm -hmm. or, or in the movie. They want it to be real and raw. So I became famous because I would go in the hood or go in the trailer park or go in in Little Havana, and I would feel, find real, authentic people instead of fi finding people to act like those people. Did you hear about when Moonlight was filming here? Did you know about it? I did not. And so that how is... did it slip through our fingers? Because when I saw that movie, I was like, wait a minute, that's that corner. I've been there before. I, I, did... I didn't hear about it, and I'm surprised. <laughs> I, nothing comes, first of all, you know they call me the casting mafia. You can't do anything production in Miami and not have to call me for something. So I never even got a call for casting, so I don't know how that one slipped through. Okay, and me too. I, I usually know when stuff is filming, what's going on, and I didn't hear about that. But all right, you... well, let's get back to the community stuff, because we're, like, going left. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so tell me about girl power. What what is the age group? How do girls register and stuff like that? Okay, so we mainly work with girls in middle and high school. Uh, we have a lot of great community partners like Miami-Dade County Public Schools that definitely uh, refer girls to us to the different programs that we have. A lot of word of mouth. And also another main partner that we have is the Department of Juvenile Justice um, and DJJ. They refer girls who are first-time offenders, and they are mm. court-mandated to come to Girl Power to serve as an 
intervention um, to definitely, number one, to make sure that they're not rearrested, keep them out of trouble. And for parents who may have, you know, difficult behavior with their daughters and may be struggling and may not know how to navigate through that time period, mm-hmm. which normally comes in middle and high school. Exactly. Um, you know, people, it's just word of mouth. People refer them there and we can take them into our intervention program and definitely get them back on the right track. Is that a lot of pressure? I could imagine, like, you get a young woman um, who got into trouble, wrong place, wrong time, first-time offender, and then you are part of the program of readjusting and rearranging her life. What is the day in that like? Like, okay, the young girl shows up at Girl Power's door, mandatory, because they made her go there. Now what? Is she... With an attitude? Is she calm? Is she... Most of the... (laughs) What is that? Most of the time, she does have an attitude, and she's got her guards up. You know, she's on the defense. And, you know, the most important thing... you know, that I learned coming into the doors of girl power that I learned from a co-worker was to let the girls know that, you know, they made a mistake, but it's not the end of their life. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're not bad girls, how people typically characterize them. You know, sometimes I even have parents to come in and say, you know, oh, she's this and she's that. And, you know, they're like the number one negative cheerleaders. And so that's, you know, most important to Give them love and to let them know that they made a mistake and there's recovery after that mistake. And girl power is definitely the place that can get them back on the right track and then just instill a lot of positivity and, you know, self-esteem, encourage them. You know, um, one of our important partners, I want to give a shout out to JCS, um, Jewish Community Services, because um, they assist with the mental health component. Mm. A lot of our girls are facing, um, you know, adult issues, adult issues. Abuse, verbal, physical, Absolutely. sexual, emotional. Mm. Like a lot of these girls, by the time age 10, they've been something's happened to them. Tragic. Mm. And, you know, unfortunately, in our inner cities, um, the kids have been desensitized to so many things. Um, You know, they don't they don't even know that they're suffering from post-traumatic, you know, syndrome. Like it's normal for them to witness violence. It's normal for them to see someone in their household getting beat up or resolving issues with fights or, you a know. A woman disrespected. That's absolutely. like their norm. It's normal. What, yeah, whether in front of their faces, in the music, on TV, that on social media. Absolutely. Um, And that's why I love people like Miss Lashana yes. to come through because Lashana. Um, so wait, Lashana goes to Girl Power and... Absolutely. Lashana comes to Girl Power and she conducts workshops with our girls and she also allows our girls to participate in her boot camps, which is a big, huge, tremendous boost in self-esteem for them. I love that. So so when the girls come um, mandatory first-time offenders, what? how long do they have to stay there? Is it depending on what their sentence is? Or Every, everyone is? is a 12-week mandatory mm. sentence. Um, not sentence, I'm sorry. Like it's program. A, it's a 12-week mandatory program, and in those 12 weeks, um, of course, we do a lot of conflict resolution with the girls. Um, they get one-on-one and um, group counseling um, from Jewish communities 
community services. Um, we do community service learning projects with the girls. Um, the top curriculum is really helpful. We have different people to come in, like Lashana Perez Art Museum. Just a lot of different things to show them another way. Yeah, and that life, you know what I noticed too, being on the radio and going to different communities and stuff like that, that a lot of those kids do not get travel off their block or off their what five block perimeter. It's like if you it's like from Dade County to Broward County, they've never crossed County Line Road either way and don't know what the other city is. What do you find Lashana as doing okay so first you you started doing the ethnicity models like casting music videos and all that yes i started doing ethnicity models casting the music videos and as you know they were casting a lot of beautiful women in the music videos Mm -hmm. and i realized there's a big problem just in the world with beautiful women in self-esteem or women in self-esteem do you find that your mom that not specifically your models, but the beautiful people feel beautiful. pressure to always be beautiful. And inside, they don't feel beautiful. They don't feel beautiful because it's so pressure. It's so much pressure. And they feel like that's the only thing that makes them. And if they lose, they're always threatened. If they lose that, then what that's are it. they? So that's why a lot of times when I hear people telling little girls, oh, you're so pretty, you're so pretty. I stop doing that. Okay. She has nothing to do with herself being pretty. Mm-hmm. That's a product of your parents. So you have to build yourself, build them up on the inside to feel like you're a valuable person, that you're smart that you're worth something on the inside. The outside is just surface. So, and, and a lot of these girls are beautiful, and they've been told they're beautiful their whole and life. They and that's to. all they hold on to. And so, so basically, parents have to speak to their child from the beginning, like Khaled does to Assad. You're smart. You're a girl. You have to put king. it in their. You have, you have to put but it in their the subconscious. Truth. When mm-hmm. Khaled is a little annoying, I love Khaled to death. I'm like, okay, Khaled, but I know he's programming his child's subconscious <laughs> that. because that affects us more than our conscious mind. Mm-hmm. The things that you, the music you hear, the movies you watch, the things you heard when you were a child and didn't even understand what it it meant. It stays in your subconscious mind, and those are the things that you think about yourself and result in how you treat yourself when you get older. And what you believe you can do. So, so what are some of the things um, once, and it's not just first-time offenders that go to your program. It's girls that are doing good in school and just want a sisterhood of people. Like, do do your girls at Girl Power um, stay there? Like, do you see them from, like, what are the, what is the age group of Girl Power? So it's 11 to 17. Um, We do have some girls who come back to Girl Power. Um, That is one of the things that I do love. Um, And I've been there long enough to actually see it happen. Actually, my receptionist right now is a former Girl Power student. And Lashana came by the office the other day. And she's like, aren't you that lady who (laughs) came to talk to us that time when I was in the program? And she came through the post-attention program. And, you know, sometimes girls, um, it's a safe haven. Mm. And sometimes girls you know they can you know not be rearrested again but life can just sometimes have its way with them and to know that girl power is a place that they can always come back to to get referrals Mm -hmm. for whatever if you're looking for a job if you're trying to get help with your resume if you need to make a life decision like they come back 
And they also pay it forward because some we have a mentoring program also. And so we pair them with different women from different professions um, to make at least a one-year commitment. And these women are positive female role models. And so that woman paid it forward for them. And they come back and they want to pay it forward to someone else because it was done for them. Mm. Do you ever find that the, that the women, when they hit 17 and they know it's the end of the road for them at Girl Power, do you ever let them stay a little bit longer? Because I remember when I would do my Young Girl Summits, I started out the age group being, uh, I think it was 12 to 18, and I had like 23-year-olds hitting me up, super, please, can I come? I need help, too. I'm having issues. It, I think it never ends. I think girl power should be girl power, women power. Because yes. it never ends. We all need a sisterhood. It's very true. Um, and, you know, it, it seems people think that after you become 18, you don't mm-hmm. need a mentor. Everybody has a mentor. I'm sure, mm-hmm. Cindy, when you started, you had a mentor. Exactly. And you were past 18. Like, 50-year-olds need <laughs> mentors. Yeah. Like, you know, with your career, personal, all of that. So, sometimes we really do have to, like, put the girls out there kicking and screaming like, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> but, no, girl, you gotta go. Like, we've transitioned you and prepared you. Of course, we don't like to take our hands completely off of them. I still have my mentee. I met her when I was about my second year working at Girl Power. Mm -hmm. Um, She came through the post-detention program. So sassy. Um, Just... Like, what, like several girl? seats, little girl. Get your life, girl. And, you know, I still have her to this day. Um, you know, I moved to move, relocated back to Miami, and it's like this teenager calling me at 7 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, excuse me, I'm still sleeping <laughs> right now. Miss Rashada, this and this happened at school. I'm like, yes, girl, I'm so happy to hear that, but I got to call you back. And so... The relationship just developed over the years. That was with the mentoring program. And Mm. this is like eight years later. Like the program, it was a one-year commitment, girl. (laughs) You still calling my phone? (laughs) But it's like that. You know, I feel like, and I'm speaking on a personal level, that, you know, like you were just saying, that sometimes you feel like when you get older, the more you do a career or whatever, that, People just seem to think that you're good. But you always need words of encouragement, if not on a daily basis, but at least ever so often. And you need to be able to speak to someone who wants goodwill for you because so many people are in your face on a daily basis and don't want you to prosper and do good. Like the saying that, like that saying that says, no, they want you to do good, but never better than them. So sometimes, you know, you always need someone on the outside. You meeting people that come in beautiful people, models and all that. Like how throughout the years of you having ethnicity models and um, ethnicity kids and teens, you're you're such a in my eyes you're a very confident person. But I know you have your days. You're human. How do you stay motivated to speak the truth to these people? Or maybe, well, I'm I'm making this question too long because I I just got another thought. In castings, they walk in and walk out. So is there ever a time that you can connect with them? 
Or do you only connect with them when they get that role? No, not only when they get the uh, the role. A lot, I'm, I become a lot a personal mentor to a lot of the girls. They call me up or text me or hit me in the DM with a long message. I know you don't have time, but you know they tell me a lot of their problems. So it's bigger. It has always been bigger to me than booking the job. Mm-hmm. I always once I realized the how bad the self esteem was in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really more important to me to try to make these women stronger than book a job. So that's how I moved over from modeling and casting into doing things with self-esteem improvement, first with adults and then realizing that the kids need it too because kids are really, it starts when you're a child, and if you don't fix it, then you're going to be an insecure woman. So I end up, it's bigger than a job. It always has to me, and it feels better than booking the job because mm-hmm. it's a lot of rejection. So if yeah. you're already insecure and you come into casting, you're going to want to go in there and change your your whole body, your hair, your skin tone. You're going to think whatever the person that got booked, you're going to think that's what's wrong with you because you're not like that. I remember on your... um. I think it was your Instagram page. I saw that you did a casting. I think it was for, like, dancers of... It was, like, some dancing thing. And I saw some girls that literally had, like, a strip across their breasts and shorts that were so short with their booties out, and they were just thrusting and dancing, right? Mm -hmm. But then I saw other girls in, like, a big T-shirt, but they were still (laughs) dancing. Like, that... I, I And I noticed that. That was, like, maybe two years ago, a year and a half ago I saw that. And I'm like, if I were to go to a casting, I'd probably be the the girl with the big T-shirt, like, ugh. Because that's so intimidating. You see all these athletic, fit girls, and you're against them. Like, But you know what? Um, just because a girl can come up there and perform in a bikini half nude, she's still insecure. Exactly. So the one in the T-shirt, you know she's insecure because you see it. She's covering herself up. She's trying to hide. But the other girl, she may come in there confident and dance and then go in the car and break down crying. I've mm-hmm. seen that happen before. I've seen girls be in line, and she's like, oh, she's gorgeous. I can't wait till she comes in. She never comes in. You look around, and then you call her. What happened? I looked around, and I compared myself to all those other girls, and, and I just didn't feel like I was beautiful enough. Like, you look better than all of them. Why did you leave? So it's all in your head. It's all in your head. So what is the process of you mentoring an adult and then you mentoring a teen or a kid? Well, when I do, I have to, with the kids and teens, it's a boot camp. So it's a group thing Mm -hmm. because I'm super busy. So I can't just do one-on-ones. Even though I do offer one-on-one life coaching sessions to help individuals if they need me one-on-one. But I usually do it as a group. So um, parents would just sign their kids up to my my boot camp, which um, I have to, no one wants to really come in and admit or think that they're coming in for Mm self-esteem. So you use the modeling as a bait. Like it's a modeling acting self-esteem boot camp so you get them in on something that they're interested in and in the process i am instilling self-esteem in them because if you say you got to go to a self-esteem class you know kids are like oh god (laughs) it's like going to a sex education class but you're like you're going to a modeling and acting self-esteem boot camp so you're going to learn how to walk and pose and walk with confidence so through all these things i build confidence through something that they like to do or they find interesting so. so when someone is modeling, let's just say down a catwalk, that is like one of my biggest fears is like because in high school one time I went to the high school of fashion industries in New York. Mm-hmm. And I remember every year we had a fashion show with the 
with the students making the clothes. Like, you know, each major was involved in their major to put this fashion show together. And I remember all my friends were like, Cindy, you're so pretty and you're so skinny. Because I was skinny and I was going, you need to be a model. Go to Mrs. Blah Blah and go audition. <laughs> so happened? I went in there confident as heck. <laughs> what happened, girl? <laughs> and I walked into the classroom. It was like empty. Like it was because the school that I went to was like a big industrial building in the middle of Manhattan, like an old where like what manufacturing thing uh-huh. and they turned it into the school so we were like making clothes in there doing all the stuff oh, that a wow. real company does and I'll never forget I walked towards her and she looked up and I go I was interested in being in the fashion show she's like oh my god you're so pretty oh yes just come back on next Tuesday and we'll do our first audition or whatever like the the practice whatever I was like great and when I walked out before I got to the door she's like oh no 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 and I turn around and she goes honey you walk like a truck driver you can't be in my show and I have always carried that. Like, I can't. I don't walk good. I already know I don't. Like, I wobble. I don't know what the heck I do. Well, you... So I went to the class and told all my friends. And I laughed it off. But obviously, if I'm repeating the story, it's still you not with you. It. You need to come to me for a session. We got to get rid of <laughs> that. Let's listen. Listen. She was a bully. But you know what? When, when I teach, I'm very blunt, too. Um, but you have to be. You have to be blunt. Told. But it has to come from a place of love. And I think mm-hmm. that's why people love me. Because... I can be blunt and it can sound like the meanest thing ever, but because then you can feel my attention of love behind it, mm-hmm. you don't, it doesn't hurt. It's not it malice. Just, it's, yeah, it's it kind of like, wakes yeah. you up and like, you know what? She's right. Let me try to work on my walk. But that's another thing. We tell people work on their walk and their confidence. You know, it's all in being confident. <laughs> you know, one of the biggest fears is speaking or getting up and walking in front of people. Like I do a session where I tell the girls, go around and tell me one thing you like about yourself and one thing you don't like about yourself. Nine times out of ten, everything that someone doesn't like about themselves, we don't notice. A girl be like, I got a big head. And we like, no, you don't. <laughs> um, one of my eyes is bigger than the other. No, it's not. <laughs> like, you have this stuff in your head because some stupid person, when you were 10, told you that. And now that's what you believe for the rest of your life and walk around insecure. So we just got to change. Every, it's all in our mind. We just got to change the way we think. You think it's easier to um, retrain an adult or train a young person? That leads mm-hmm. me into it, why it went from training ethnicity models. <laughs> Mm -hmm. about self-esteem to switching over to the ethnicity kids and teens because it's easier to reprogram program a child Mm -hmm. you know it's all our brain is like a computer so the longer you believe something it's very hard to to, deprogram yeah to deprogram but with a kid you can change their mind instantly i went to a career day the other day and kids didn't even know i said i'm an entrepreneur who knows what an entrepreneur is None of them knew, and that word is so prominent now. But I guess amongst it was their spelling word, but they didn't really Mm. know what it meant. Mm. So when I told them what I did and what it meant, they were all so excited and had all these ideas of these businesses they were going to start up. Before I came in there, other people they asked, you know, what do you want to do? I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to be a football player. They had all these ideas. Once they met Miss Lashana, honey, they were starting businesses. (laughs) They helped the homeless. They was doing a makeup company. They was doing uh, creating their clothes. So just in that one conversation of learning what an entrepreneur was I was able to change the minds of the kids just that fast you know Mm -hmm. but with an adult you'll say well you can start your own business you can create whatever you want oh no I can't do that (laughs) I I don't have money or how much start they don't even consider it because they're already programmed to think otherwise to think negative and think it can't happen the kids are like yes I want to make it happen they was coming up with good ideas I'm like I'm going to write some of these ideas I'm going to start some of this stuff up they were on it I was so excited do you go to um? Do you deal like 
like in the high, you said you're involved with the Dade County Public Schools. Um, how are you involved? Like, do the stu- the schools send the girls, not first time offenders, but the regular? How girls. do you get the girls? Yeah, like regular people that are, aren't aren't in trouble. Oh, okay. Um, so we do have our after school program, mm-hmm. um, and it's in Georgia Jones Ayers Middle School, mm-hmm. um, what used to be Alapata Middle School, okay. and we're also in Brownsville Middle School. And those are the girls' rock after school program sites where any girl that attends those schools can come after school. We give them different classes, um, homework, tutoring, um, meals. We take them home. All of that stuff, and that's voluntary. Um, Another partnership that we have with Dade County Public Schools is the um, Student Success Centers, and this is for students who have been placed on two or more days of outdoor suspension. Mm -hmm. Um, They're referred to the Student Success Centers, and we are at two sites, at Parkway Middle School and also Cope South. Um, and any girls from the surrounding schools of those areas are referred to the Student Success Center, and they come with Girl Power um, during the day for about four hours, and we, you know, just go over the reasons why they were suspended. Um, If they need to be referred to other services, we refer them out, you know, for counseling. Um, Nobody gets something happens that leads to you getting suspended mm-hmm. but there's so many other deep issues that you know I I it's not a knock on Dade County Public Schools but sometimes schools don't have um, the resources, resources to address the issues that the and kids have. And they don't have, have the compassion to realize it's a deeper issue here. It's not just about the kid being bad. You know what? Let's let's end it. Let's pay some bills real quick and we'll be back. Your girl Super Cindy Community Matters. We'll be right back.